Okay, so if I'm going to conduct the oral history, who's bold and doesn't mind being up in front of the class for just a sec? You don't have to do anything besides answer questions. Thanks, Emma. Let's pull up a chair right here. Okay, so I'm going to interview Emma. So I'm going to start before I go. I need a series of questions. I want to make sure that I have good questions. What kinds of questions should I use? Close-ended to begin with and then open-ended. Good. So a couple close-ended questions. Just a few simple ones. I'm going to ask her her name, of course. Probably where she's from, so I could get a little bit of background. Um, I ask her how old she is, but it's pretty obvious, right? Like we're in class together, and <laughs> like that's just a, a dumb question. I'm not gonna ask her her favorite color or favorite food or whatever. Okay, so now I need some open-ended questions. Usually, you have some kind of idea of where you want to go how you want to get there, that sort of thing. So let's say I want to find out a little bit about just what it's like to be her. Okay, so what kinds of questions could I ask? Or what specific questions could I ask in the open category? Oh, good. Now, I need to change it a little bit. What are your interests? So that I can get a little bit of uh, more than just a list. So what can I say either to follow up with after that one or? Yeah. can't figure that out by yourself. You have no business being a teacher. <laughs> uh, seriously? Okay. What a, so why? I like why. I like why for starters. A lot of times, though, when you ask someone why, they'll give you a short answer, even when you want a longer one. Oh, how do you engage with, like, how do you do that? Yeah. Ah, good. How did you? How did you get interested? I like that a lot. Yeah. By the way, I'm abbreviating these not because they're not good questions. It's because I'm feeling lazy. Okay, when did it start? These are great questions. These are great backgrounds. I'm going to teach you magic words. Oh, tell me more. A lot of times they give you a short answer, and you look at them and you say, oh, tell me more. You have to sound interested. This is... 
And, and I've mentioned this to you before. One of the biggest things, though, is that you have to act and sound interested. If they think you are interested, they will tell you more. They will keep talking. If they think you are not interested, they will shut up. And you will have a crappy interview. And it will be really hard to write your paper. And you'll probably cry a little. And that's not what we want. Any of those things are bad. Yeah. more formal without oh without so that's formal to you okay anything that indicates that you are still interested um, your little O's Oz all that kind of stuff oh huh um, anything that indicates I didn't know that you'd be amazed at how much I didn't know leads to, oh, I didn't know that's how you met dad. Usually the person will take that as a cue and keep talking. So that does work. If you're really desperate, the person you're interviewing will recognize that this is your first, it's probably your first oral history interview, and they'll recognize that. And you can really be really blunt and just be like, hey, I need more. <laughs> keep talking. So the more informal you can make this, the better. Okay? It, you do not want you do not want to sit down and be like all proper, you know, like you're ready to sing in the choir or something. Right? You you do not want uh, a really formal environment. When one time when I interviewed my father. I did it intentionally on his bed. So he's just sitting there. My dad has, like most of your dads do, a posture, a TV-watching posture, right? Like this, you know, spread out, propped up with the remote in the right hand. I made sure he was in that posture because that is his relaxing posture. So that's what you... The more informal you can make it, the more you can get them to talk. You want, by the way, you want them to talk for about half an hour. T tell them, tell them that you want them to talk for 15 to 20 minutes and plan for half an hour. There are very few people who, if you tell them 15 to 20 minutes, will talk for 15 to 20 minutes. Most of them will take half an hour. It's just, it's just the way it is. So you want to aim for less. You want to aim for less. What other questions could we ask Emma? Oh, hey. 
Tell me about your siblings. That's a great question. What else could we ask her? Oh, great question. Hey, I want to emphasize one thing here. One thing that I am not requiring is for you to transcribe this. You don't have to write it down. As a matter of fact, you don't even have to turn the interview itself in. Okay. I do recommend that you take a, a notebook with you just in case your technology fails. I don't write down much in mine if I take it. In fact, I take, I take a digital recorder and I take a laptop with a microphone so that I have two electronic copies and then I don't write down very many notes. Um, and then I can see on my laptop that it's recording but no big. Okay, so you're going to do this. Emma, I know you're not as comfortable as you would be otherwise. But I would start the interview this just the way a, an oral historian or a folklorist does it. They start by, okay, so it's uh, December 12th, 2022. I'm in classroom P3 at Box Elder High School. I'm here with Emma Parkin. Is that yeah. correct? Here with Emma Parkin, and I'm conducting an oral history interview. So, Emma, tell me, what's your full name? So, my full name is Emily Rebecca Parkin. Emily Rebecca. Oh, interesting. Is that a family name? Um, it is. I actually think it was my grandma's. Your grandma's name? Yeah. But you're not sure. Um, don't know which grandma's. Okay. <laughs> interesting. Grandma's. Cool. And where are you from? So I'm here from I'm here from Brigham City. I've lived here my whole life. I really like it. So, okay. so born here? Um, no, I was actually born in Salt Lake, and then like a month later, my family moved here. So. Oh. So when you say your whole life, you mean like 18 years minus one month? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Okay. So. so tell me about your interests. What do you like to do? crocheting and knitting with like yarn um, and then I also like doing theater and just crafting so. oh so crocheting isn't a common hobby now what what got you into crocheting um, so it's funny because my sister actually started doing it and I don't know how she got started but I saw the cute like yarn stuff she was making and I was like wow I want to do that and I want yarn stuff, so I decided how to do it myself. Now, when you say yarn stuff, what kinds of things? How old were you? Um, three months ago. Three months ago, okay. Yeah. So, so, so what kind of stuff? Um, so there's a bunch of stuff you can do. Um, so there's this stuff called amigurumi, and it's like you make stuffed animals out of yarn, and then you can also make like blankets or like there's this stuff called yarn squares, and you can make like blankets or cardigans. And then like a month ago, I started like loom knitting, which 
is using a green spruce bark stem. Okay, thanks, Emma. You can go back to your seat. See? You, it doesn't take much, and this, I mean, Emma has to have been super uncomfortable, right, up here in front of the class, <laughs> but you just get her talking. Just be genuine. You cannot fake genuine interest. You can't. So you have to, if you, if you are not interested enough in what they have to say, pick someone else to interview. <laughs> Save yourself some heartache. Now, last thing, I told you that you don't have to turn in the recording. Most of you will be interviewing someone that you want to keep the recording. Different people do that at different places, different ways. Um, some of you use FamilySearch. That's uh, uh, um, one of the top uh, genealogy websites um, run by Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, they have a app that will record straight into your cell phone and record that and keep it up on the cloud so that it'll stay forever. Believe it or not, even if you're interviewing your parents, the day will come that you want it. And so it's a good idea to do that. If you don't use that site, a lot of your parents will have an ancestry site. You can upload some information to that or just make a bunch of copies, especially if you have adult siblings or if you're interviewing grandma or grandpa, you could send it to aunts and uncles. They will keep it so that you don't have to because they will see, see the value in it. Okay, any questions? What does this do? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I only know that it's after Christmas break, and I did that on purpose so that you'd have plenty of chances. You can do this over the phone if you need to. It is better in person because it's easier to record and because a lot of our communication is nonverbal, and you don't want yourself on the recording as much as possible. That's way easier with nonverbal stuff. Yeah. No, you will turn in the paper that you write from it. You're gonna write. You're gonna write it up formally. I gave you an example of a professional write on the oral history. I gave you a professional writing sample of a dude who interviewed. I think it was a a runner. Um, I also gave you really explicit instructions in that. So. So I, I, I think it'll be clear when you get to it. You want to add some other information. You want to do a little bit of research on your own just so you know what they're talking about. If they grew up in the 90s, find out a little bit about the zeitgeist of the 90s. And it doesn't hurt to ask them that kind of thing first. You know, they're probably not going to know the word zeitgeist, but if you're like, hey, you know, what was, what was it like back in the day? They'll tell you. No other questions? Okay.